eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Finishes Junior. It's come through to Rodrigo! Who lashes Real Madrid back into the lead! What a thrilling football match! What a thrilling goal! Two substitutes combine to fulminating effect. It was Destructionville in the Champions League on Tuesday. Atalanta got destroyed by Liverpool. Real Madrid beats Inter Milan 3-2. Man City beats Olympiacos. Bayern Munich wakes up and beats Salzburg 6-2. We have all the games, all the analysis. Jimmy Conrad celebrates because his betting tips just kept on hitting. Stay right here because our Tuesday recap begins right now. Money, 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 money. Money, Jimmy Conrad. What an evening for you, brother. It's just raining up in here. It's raining. It's raining cash. Jimmy, how are you, man? I'm doing great. I had my best ever day wagering. I am absolutely buzzing. I thought I gave some good hardcore analysis, gave some some uh, context as to why maybe you should wager certain ways. And I hit four out of four. Uh, very excited. I got easy money. Then I had one outside of easy money that also hit that I think I talked about, uh, but just wasn't in our little graphic. I'm excited. I'm excited, Luis. I'm, I'm feeling good and hopefully I can keep it going and let it ride into the next champions league day. Your bonus is coming your way. Well, I'll talk, we'll talk to our bosses. I, I will make it happen. Jimmy, we'll make it a nice early Christmas bonus. Absolutely killed it. Love it. And what a day, what an evening for the champions league people. It was a lot of goals, a lot of entertainment. Uh, and of course, we have to begin with Real Madrid, Inter Milan. Real wins it 3-2, courtesy of the young Brazilian Rodrigo, with a really good build-up play, uh, finished off in the 80th minute. Uh, such a good game. Karim Benzema opened the scoring. Uh, then Sergio Ramos made it 2-0, not before. And then after that, Lautaro Martinez with a beautiful Barella flick. 2-1 uh, at halftime. Perisic gets one back. But it ends 3-2, courtesy of Rodrigo. What a game, eh, Jimmy. What'd you make of it? Yeah, fantastic game. The, the line that I had that actually wasn't in my easy money graphic is uh, Real Madrid to win both teams to score at plus 205. That was my slam dunk wager that I did on HQ uh, this morning. So I, uh, I was excited when it was all happening. Everything was falling into place. Madrid goes up. Uh, two goals early. I'm like, oh man, I already got the cigar out. I was smoking it, you know, because I knew that Inter was going to score at some point because Madrid's defending is so bad. However, when Inter made a 2-2, I got a little squeaky bum over here. I was squeaky, but everything got a little tighter. Put out the put out the cigar. And uh, Rodrigo, of all players, was the one that stepped up and scored a very good goal. Good goal under composure. And, you know, 
I don't know. I think if you're a neutral or even not a neutral fan of either team, you probably, well, at least from Inter's standpoint, they probably thought that a draw would have been maybe a fair result, but Madrid took advantage of some mistakes that Inter made and they did what they had to do. And, and they won a game that they had to win for me to stay alive in the group stages. And that's what champions do, man. They didn't, they haven't won 13 champions league trophies for no reason. I mean, they, they know how to win games that maybe they shouldn't. That's it, man. That, I think that's it. That's, that's the cherry on top when it comes to this game. Listen, like we've been talking about Real Madrid in the Champions League for so long, and we were like celebrating the fact that they escaped with a point uh, last time around. And it's like, it's the 13 time champions. Like, come on, do something. And Inter Milan, you know, for all their defensive vulnerabilities, they're still Inter Milan, even without Romelu Lukaku. Lautaro Martinez looked good. Perisic looked good. They obviously overloaded that midfield, but they took advantage of a few mistakes. And, you know, we, kept talking about Akram Hakimi and he had a few issues defensively but fair play and fair play to players like Lucas Vasquez playing as right back and I thought Fede Valverde was really good today as well it was his beginning of the build-up play that made the Rodrigo goal and Kareem Benzema man I mean me and you just love that guy underrated I, I did I, I actually had him scoring anytime at plus 100 I just thought he's on it and he did end up scoring so thanks Hakimi for uh, giving an assist to one of your old former teammates but awful uh, awful yeah. awful take back but it's such a Conte mistake isn't it it's such a <laughs> Every time Antonio Conte manages a team in the in the in Europe, you just feel like a mistake like that at some point is going to happen. And it's not really like conjecture here. It's really because like that's how his system operates sometimes. When it works, it's awesome. It's in your face. And when it doesn't, it's really vulnerable. But a really good 3-2 win for Real Madrid. And you know, just talking earlier from that group, Jimmy. Then you have Monchen Gladback, who just I've, we called it Destroy City tonight, right? Six nothing. Six zero. They slapped them. And I actually had suggested a flyer of a bet. This is the one that I missed, I'd say, of the bigger, bigger ones outside of the easy money. Because Bruce Munch and Gladbach had had leads in their two previous Champions League matches and gave them up in the last five minutes. I thought, all right, you know, they're gonna take the lead and then and then they still won't win the game. That was at plus eight fifty. That was my massive flyer which I don't really do more often than not, but I thought maybe in this one, well, you know, Alisson Playa was like, absolutely not scored two in the first half. It was three zero at half. I was like, all right, that one's done and dusted. <laughs> but what a performance from them. It was so complete. Shakhtar had no answers for him. They even had a couple players come back from injury who are very good. Uh, Tyson is, is the one that really uh, stands out for me, but even he couldn't do anything. I mean, they just had no answers for a bunch of Gladbach team that are excellent. And I, for the longest time used to say, you can't sleep on like Spanish competition and Spanish teams in European competition. But now I'm feeling like things are tilting more to the Germans. Maybe maybe it's the German teams you can't sleep on anymore in, in big competitions because this was a fantastic performance from Gladbach and what a week for them overall. Can we talk about Alessandro Player for a second? We like can. 27 years old, you know, his career is is has been consistent in league uh, uh with Lyon and Nice. Uh, he had a long spell, a very brief one with Auxerre. Then he moves to Germany. And to your point, I think that the reason why German teams are now really tilting that pendulum is because they're so technically gifted, but at the same time, they're just really well managed. Rose and, and Rose has just gotten the best out of play. I mean, one one appearance for France. It's like you could put a French B team or C team and they might just get to the final of a World Cup. It's unbelievable, but a tremendous performance for a play. And you would think that January people might come knocking. Like, I don't know, like Munchen Gladbach is a good team and obviously he's happy, but this guy is a force. 
He is, I think maybe in the summer, I bet you much and Gladbach holds on to him for the whole year. This was actually his first time that he's ever scored in the champions league. He had three goals today. He's got three goals and three assists so far in three games, but all three goals happened today. So I think the jury might still be out in some ways, you know, in Shakhtar, maybe not might be the most formidable competition, but if they do it. If he does it against Madrid, if he does it against Milan, you know, and he did, he, he dropped assists, unbelievable assists against both That's of those teams. Point. If you guys remember, but, but, you know, I, I, he's still, I mean, he's got the goods. I'm a fan. There's no, there's no denying I'm a fan, but I feel like the jury might be still out there. Cause he, I feel like he's been on the radar, been on the cusp of joining a bigger club than Mönchengladbach for some time. Now, Luis, I do want to say when I'm looking at the table now in group B, you got Mönchengladbach on top with five points. You got Madrid now in second uh, with four. You got Shakhtar also in four, but they have a minus five goal difference, which could come back to really bite them. And then you got Inter Milan with two. Yo, Inter Milan is in some... Oh man, we I don't think we're allowed to cuss, but there is some deep doo-doo, man. They they, they <laughs> doo-doo is I, what they are, man. Oh, I don't know if they're getting out of that. And when you look at their team, it just shouldn't be that way, given the amount of talent they have, whether Romelu Lukaku plays or not. It doesn't matter. Uh, it shouldn't matter because obviously Lataro's an excellent player. Parasich looked good today, too. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but it was kind of funny to see on that Rodrigo goal, who's a teenager, by the way. Uh, getting the ball and like Arturo Vidal not recognizing the danger quick enough. Ashley Young not sliding over. I'm like, maybe those guys 10 years ago could have defended Rodrigo. Yeah. yeah. Maybe oh. now. It's just, and that's, that's, that's the problem you have when you rely on older guys. Sometimes they can't cover the ground like they used to. And, and listen, I'm an older guy and I wish I could still play, but, but uh, that's just the reality of uh, having tired legs, a lot of mileage on your legs. Listen, as a Peruvian, I'm always okay if Arturo Vidal misses. <laughs> so I, I'm okay with that. Okay? Oh, you are, are anti-chi-chi-chi, le-le-le. Yeah, I, I, will never, <laughs> I will never forgive Vidal for how he treated uh, Claudio Pizarro when he arrived for his uh, tribute at Bayern Munich. But that's for another day. Inter Milan, bottom of Group B, as you mentioned. The alarming thing to me is that their goal difference is minus one. They've conceded more goals than they have scored. That's a big problem. And I'm wondering, um, you know, wh where Conte goes here. Like, obviously, it's just halfway. Thanks, good change. But it's very doubtful. So, really, the, 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 the competition in that group is between three teams. Let's move on because there was a lot of action. A lot, a lot of action. <laughs> it's Destroy City. It, it was Monster Jam today. So, I mean, <laughs> we've already talked about um, – Shakhtar Donetsk getting absolutely killed by Gladbach. Let's talk about Liverpool destroying Atalanta 5-0. Your boy, my boy, Diogo Jota, with a hat trick. Uh, 16th minute, 33rd minute, 54th minute. Then Salah with a beautiful solo run and goal. And Sadio Mane uh, finishing it off. Uh, well, not finishing because Jota scored the last one, but Basadio Mane also scoring. So it's 5 nothing against Atalanta. We knew that there would be goals. I just didn't think it would be this one-sided. What did you make of it? Well, what I made of it was I had the only bet that I wanted to touch because I didn't know which version of Atalanta was going to show up, and I think I mentioned that. It was the bad version today, but the only bet I really suggested for everybody and the one that I hit was uh, Diogo Jota scoring anytime at plus 115. And he scored in the 16th minute, and I got the cigar back out, Luis. You know, lit that thing back up. You know, I didn't realize he was going to go on and score three goals and for them to be at 5-0 after 54 minutes. An incredible performance by them. Obviously, they've been dealing with a ton of adversity with the Virgil van Dyke situation, of course. But also just, what do you do with this guy, right? Now he's going to take minutes away from Bobby Firmino. And if I'm Bobby Firmino, I, I, there's, what are you going to say to Jurgen Klopp? Like, well, uh, can I get in the team? Like, no, you absolutely cannot get into the team because we have Di Di Diogo Jota 
uh, in your place right now. And he's got nothing because Jota's absolutely killing it. So he's got no excuses. He can't, he can't say no anything. Excuses. If Diogo Jota plays like this, he's already showed it already as a sub twice, by the way. So Klopp, uh, you know, rightly said, listen, you, you've earned your start. Let's see what you can do. He gives him a hat trick. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts against Man City. I mean, uh, you know, and that's a weekend game coming up. So you just, it's like, you can't sit momentum. You just got to let them keep rolling. And now, Atal Listen, Atalanta, this is the problem with Atalanta, and I, I'm not going back on anything. They're still my dark horse slash gray horse. I still think they're amazing. But because Gasparini's uh, tactics are so gung-ho, when it doesn't go your way, or at least the opposition anticipates what's going to happen in the defensive transition, this is what's going to happen. And... And they just didn't know how to how to respond. And I thought the initial storyline of this was going to be two steam trains going at each other. Yeah. The problem was that Same. one steam train was like a Japanese super fast train. The other one was like the one from Back to the Future 3, super slow. So like that's exactly what happened. There was two similar philosophies, just one of them out tactically maneuvering the other one. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, with Jota scoring early, it just really set the tone. We, yes. we knew that Atalanta had some frailties in the back. They just leak a lot of crappy goals, frankly. The two goals they gave up against Ajax were not good and very preventable. And I, I, well, as a former defender, I feel like every goal is preventable in some form or fashion. But, but those Ajax ones were not very good. And then, obviously, uh, when Jota then scores, you know, not too long after that, I feel like it's done and dusted. I just didn't feel like that was the Atalanta that of last season where, oh, no, we'll fight our way through it. We'll figure out a way. Just feel like they put their heads down and that was it. And so that's going to be interesting, I think, for Gasparini to work through because they've been so up and down this season. And that's why I said it before the game, which version of these guys are you going to get? Because when they're feeling it, they are lights out. But but when they're not, it seems to be going hard the other way. It's not like they, it's not like they're, they're stemming the flow at all, like maybe, maybe losing 2-0. It's, it's all or nothing with these guys. And that is a slippery slope, I'd say, Luis. Yeah, because all or nothing, sometimes it's just going to be nothing, which is what mm -hmm. happened mm -hmm. today. So now in Group D, you have Liverpool firmly ahead with nine points. Ajax uh, in second, they, they uh, overcame a big COVID-19, affected their squad tremendously today, and they still battled to a 2-1 win against Michelin. Uh, Michelin fought hard, but wasn't enough. Uh, so they're in last place. And Atalanta and Ajax, uh, similar points, but different goal difference. So they're fighting for that one. So again, this is Destruction City. So many Good. wins, so many big wins. Um, let's talk about Man City. Wait, beating wait yeah. hold on. I do want to come back to that one second. Um, the next match day for this is so important because yeah, Ajax around, now... Exactly, yeah. Ajax then now hosts Michelin. And Liverpool hosts Atalanta. Atalanta could be in trouble here. I think Ajax, if they beat Michelin, and I think Liverpool will get a result, especially at Anfield, where they're pretty much unbeatable. Atalanta is now in a position where they could be, you know, swimming in the Europa League here in a few weeks. So this yeah. is this is all for Ajax. I think Ajax is in a great position. And then hold on, let me just see the which when they play again. Sorry. Well, the very least that Atalanta needs, I think, at Anfield is a point. If they get killed yes, or they yes. lose, I think it's an issue because, as you mentioned, Ajax hosts Michelin, and then they'll feel very confident yeah. going into their final two matches. So Atalanta really needs a draw, at least at Anfield. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to grow in your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. 
With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I agree 100%. Last match day in Amsterdam, Ajax versus Atalanta. I think that's going to determine who gets second or third. That is going to be popping off. I'm already excited about it. All right, let's move on to the next one. Manchester City. Let's go, let's go, baby. Man City winning 3-0. My boy, I've talked about him for a while, even before he moved to Man City, Ferran Torres. Just once again, it was, it, listen, this was a quintessential Man City performance. Very nice triangular passing, uh, attacking the spaces. Olympiacos, you know, we never thought they were going to do as much, especially away um, at the Etihad. But Ferran Torres opens the scoring. Uh, Gabriel, uh, Gabriel Jesus, Jesus with a beautiful finish and then ending with uh, Joao Cancelo making it 3 nothing. Listen, like, very sneakily, Man City is becoming one of the best teams in the Champions League right now. I know, I know he's drinking the Kool-Aid, everybody. He's drinking it up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we see this with Pep Guardiola teams before. We've seen it before, especially non, non-Barcelona Pep Guardiola teams. Uh, maybe, go ahead. Keep, keep sucking it down. Uh, maybe, I'm saying, maybe, maybe I'm saying it because I want to jinx them. But <laughs> I can only talk about from what I'm seeing. Of course, of course. And Man City is playing well. And they are right now. But they haven't truly been tested. So I, you know, it's not, so they, you know, they beat Olympiacos three, nothing. The week before that they won against Marseille three, nothing. Then before that they beat Porto three, one. So it's not like they've like faced anybody that's really going to, I think you have to wait until the knockout stage, which is obviously (laughs) what happens. This is what happens. You know, you know, when you read like little red riding hood and you know, what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen when Pep Guardiola enters a knockout stage. They're not winning the Champions League. But right now, I think they're playing really good stuff. It's just No, they are. I, I didn't a very mean to difficult. dismiss that. Yeah. A, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. They're Man City. We have to find the cracks. It's just that you have to just show props when the props are need to be shown. No, and I, they did it with a, a center back pairing that I wasn't expecting in, in Nathan Ake and John Stones. Yep. Uh, I thought that looked pretty good, and, and they did the business and kept it pretty simple, which is what you want out of those guys, especially when you have so many talented playmakers around them. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, again, fantastic. Two assists in this one. Uh, Ferran Torres, this is the one I told you to bet, him to score anytime, plus 115. So, honestly, he scored in the 12th minute, and then uh, Diogo Jota scored in the 16th minute, and that cigar was lit. I was, like, crushing oh, it. I'm that's when I was like, my confidence was sky high. And then I hit the other ones and I was really excited about that. We were but, like uh, Pete and Mace. Like I was, it was, it was, I was both of them at the same time, Luis. It was unreal. <laughs> um, it was just me and Amir, like with the music on and bright lights, you know, getting your, after your it. family were like, you need help. But- <laughs> you know, that, they definitely already think I need help, but uh, yeah, a good performance overall. I think for on Torres, 
has slotted in very nicely. I think to your point, he's an excellent player. I understand why you're been harping on why he's going to be successful and why he's so talented. I mean, I think we could still say Valencia, what are you doing? Why are you selling that guy? Cause you could use him right now. And along with a lot of the other players have been given away for pretty much for free. But I think what is most promising, I think from a man city perspective is Gabriel Jesus coming in in the 69th minute and then scoring 12 minutes later. He's a guy that I think needs those goals for confidence. He seems like a big confidence guy. A lot of strikers are, of course, but for him to come back and immediately make an impact and score a very good goal uh, and already have an instant rapport with Kevin De Bruyne, uh, all that stuff is, is important. And I just think it's going to make the team deeper and stronger as this competition goes on. I will say, though, for all the anti-City people in there, they do have a favorable group. They have Marseille team that hasn't scored yet in three group games. Uh, Olympiacos was never really going to trouble them. Maybe maybe, maybe in Greece it could be troubled, but probably not in Manchester. And then Porto, you just again, they're a team. I don't know which version of Porto is going to show up. They did it again. Uh, they had a nice performance today against uh, Marseille. But uh, overall, yeah, I, I, the city's just so so much stronger than everybody else in this group. Yeah. And we, now they get very, now they get to sit back, and I hope that that Zach Steffen gets to play now. That's all I wanted to say. Maybe, maybe you ne- you never know. Maybe you might come in there. Maybe, but Man City right now lead Group C with nine points. They've only conceded one. They've scored nine. I mean, we don't have to keep going about Group C. It's pretty much done and dusted. Let's talk about. Oh, Jesse Marsh, you were so close, man. And then Bayern Munich kind of just said, you know what? I'm getting bored. Let's, uh, let's play. And Bayern Munich wins 6-2 against RB Salzburg. Um, you know, Mergin Berisha opened the scoring for Salzburg and you thought, oh my God, it's Jesse Marsh. I mean, you just got to go to Jimmy Conrad's Twitter account and he's, he's talking about the 2026 World Cup. And you know that, I mean, first of all, I agree with you. I'm, I'm the biggest Jesse Marsh fan. <laughs> I love him, but... But you shouldn't have done that, Jimmy, because you woke up Lewandowski, you woke up Lira Sané, Lucas Hernandez even scored in stoppage time. And unfortunately for Salzburg and Jesse Marsh, uh, Bayern just woke up and they are really the reason why they're the defending champions. They're not going to just allow any kind of silliness get in the way. Uh, And they win 6-2. Luis, there's only a few teams in the world that I think can flip a switch and turn it on. And Bayern Munich is one of those few teams. They were letting RB Salzburg in the game. They were giving them time, you know, and fair play to Salzburg. And I said this to Jesse Marsh when I talked to him on HQ yesterday. I love that he instills his team with confidence to go out and play. They don't sit back. They're not babies about it. Oh, we talked about it, you know, with Andres Villas-Boas and Marseille and I, how I can't stand that. I was on fire. That I love that. And in contrast, I love that Salzburg did that. However, when you run into a freight train like Bayern Munich, it could work against you. However, for, for 75 minutes, it was all right. And I think, he, you know, Jesse's going to lean on that with his team. And then all of a sudden, the switch- have time. Like, if you're gonna gamble, gamble. Like, it's fine. The switch got hit. They gave up another set piece. That's probably gonna piss off Jesse Marsh the most. They gave up a set piece. Jerome Boateng scored. Then Bayern relaxed again because they thought they were gonna probably give away a few points here because of how well Salzburg was playing. And then boom, boom, boom. They gave like four, four more goals. And that speaks to the youth, I think, of the team. They put their their head down. I will say, from a betting perspective, though, I had Robert Lewandowski to score, Bayern Munich to win, and both teams to score, and I nailed it. So like I had like a 10 foot long cigar that just kept going, baby. Cause it just was like a celebration city. Money, money, money. I was in, I was in my own champagne room. It was unbelievable. Having a great time, but, the world and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, I just can't say enough about Bayern Munich's ability in a lot of different ways. And when they said it's time for us to actually go out and win this game, they scored four goals that, that 75th minute it's time to win the game scored four goals. It's done at six, two. Unbelievable. 
That team's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And it's the reason why they are the defending champions. And in fact, you know, it's probably a good place uh, to, because we have a few questions and they're both uh, about Bayern Munich. And, you know, they're going to be pretty easy to answer. They come from our friends, Tom Fornelli and Mike Goodman. One of them is, will Bayern Munich ever lose again? And two, are Bayern Munich the best team in the world or are they better than that? Um, I'll, start, <laughs> I'll start. Listen, like, I Bayern Munich will lose again. I just, you know, but it has to be because they're not playing to their strengths. I, I At this point, when Bayern Munich is ready, and even during the game, like we saw today, when they don't start that well, all they need is that switch. And all they need is Lewandowski and Muller and Gnabry, Leroy Sané. I mean, Jerome Bowden got in there today. They're just too good, too well-managed. I mean, I think I saw a stat here where, like, um, Hansi Flick has more trophies now with Bayern than losses with Bayern. Like, it's, it's just, you know, they're just a really good. That's, yeah. That's unbelievable. That's I hadn't heard that stat. And now I don't even know what to say because there's no stat or anything I'm going to say that's going to top that. I will say, though, and I guess Borussia Dortmund plays tomorrow. So I don't know if they're going to have much of an advantage, but they play this weekend. Uh, Borussia Dortmund hosts Bayern Munich. Maybe there's something there. If Erling Holland's out, probably not. But I, I always feel like Dortmund gives them one or two good games, whether it's in the Cup or, or in the Bundesliga. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see them losing anytime soon. I think they're built to win. And even though they have some, some injuries to key players and you know, they lost Tiago, they still cooking with gas, man. It's a, it's unbelievable. And so I'm, I'm, I, I had said before, this is way early. I think after the champions league ended that I predicted that Bayern could be the first team, at least in the top five European leagues to, to win back-to-back trebles. Yeah. And, and there's nothing to indicate otherwise at the moment. They're still on, on course to do that, which would be an incredible accomplishment in the modern game. Yep, yep. I, if there's any way that Bayern is losing at all, it, it would be in the knockout stages, but I just don't see that happening right now, and I totally agree. So they lead their group. Uh, Atletico Madrid tied with Lokomotiv Moscow. Um, Hector Herrera was the main character in this one. He, he a beautiful assist. And then uh, just a ridiculous penalty. It's just, Come on, dude. It's but listen, like, I'm with you though. We don't even have to argue about it. It was just stupid, a stupid, but the problem is, is like the issue is not with the official. It's with the rule itself. Like, it's just, you have to open it up a little bit. It, it was just such a dumb penalty, but I'm not going to focus my anger on the ref. I'm going to focus my anger on the fact that we need to revisit this rule and what a handball constitutes because it hits the chest first, then his head, then his wallet, then his right. Like, I don't know. It, <laughs> it hits everything before it hits his arm. And he has no intention of, like, using his arm. You should – that just shouldn't be a penalty. It just shouldn't, right? That's not a penalty for me in 100 million years. And and what I thought could clear up the, the handball situation in the box, and this is what I didn't like as a player either, is say there's, like, a hope, hopeful cross that goes into the box – and there is nobody from the opposing team running in to potentially head it or tap it in or shoot or whatever. Why should that be considered a, a dangerous goal scoring opportunity when I'm not, there's nobody there. And so, so if it inadvert, obviously if I do it intentionally, that's something different, but if it's inadvertent and like it was for Hector Herrera, 
hit like 17 different things before it hit his hand. And if you can look at the play, because you have the benefit of VAR, you can look at the play. And as a referee, you can say, oh, there's five other Atleti defenders that if I actually map out the ball where it would go if Hector Herrera didn't touch it, five of those guys would probably head it out. Oh, I don't, I don't think that would be a dangerous goal scoring opportunity. I, I, I don't know why that's not factored into the equation when they look at these plays. Uh, or, or the one that was, I don't know how long ago when Eric Dyer wasn't even looking at the ball and the ball got headed into his hand. Like, what the hell is he supposed to do, man? I mean, so there's all these, there's like these nuances. Now, I guess they're trying to rule out those nuances by just saying this is, this is a black and white rule. I just wish there was interpretation for some gray because I do think it matters as to where the attacking player is, the trajectory of the ball, where it could potentially fall to, and all the other things that, that, that have to be taken into account. And, uh, yeah, that's what frustrates me the most, I'd say. Yeah, there is nothing else for me to add aside from, like, if you're going to have VAR, then you should allow for those gray areas to come in. That's it. There we go. Like that, that's really it. That's All why right. we're brothers, man. I would give you a big hug right now if that was we were in the same room. Right, just Venmo me, man. You got some money now. <laughs> uh, Porto, uh, we won't go along in this one. Marseille is a mess. Uh, we knew that this was going to happen. Um, everybody did. <laughs> How much that hurts. Our expert, Jonathan Johnson, uh, you know, lamenting. It's just a terrible performance. And Andrew Village Boris just needs to figure out, like, and the problem is, is like, I like him. He's a good man, but he, he's always been this person like it, it yeah. there's always been a conventional way of thinking from his standard and this is what you get they Mar, Mar, the thing about marseille is that they have so much talent yeah that it's very disheartening to see that that can be translated into goals because they had like more than 60% possession but it's just like flat possession there was no like there was nothing and porto just you know just took advantage yeah i don't know if anybody saw the first goal but it was Marseille. Porto was attacking, kind of top of the box. Marseille clears it. Honestly, it pinballs around three or four different people. It goes back to the Porto player who really had no business getting the ball back. And then, you know, it goes across and they score. And it just, it was a really bad goal for a lot of different reasons for Marseille. But it was one of those, if you have a team who is as mentally vulnerable as I think Marseille is at the moment, you give up that goal and your heads go down. And I just don't think they have a lot of that mental fortitude to work through that. And, and I actually think that Andres Villas-Boas listened to our podcast where I was blowing him up the other day because he ended up starting the three guys that I thought he should have started in the last one. He, he, he went with Benedetto, he went with uh, Paye and, or maybe those two guys in particular. And then uh, Tovan also started up top. They didn't really perform. Uh, Paye, just to add insult to injury, missed a penalty as well. So it wasn't a great Marseille performance. Uh, they have yet to score in their three group games. I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I, I do appreciate uh, the Mar what, what the talent, as you say, that Marseille have on their club, in their club, but there's just something not connecting right now. And when they hired Andres Villas-Boas, I wasn't excited about it for all the reasons that I think you're alluding to, which is the guy comes in with a lot of hype, but that hype never translates into anything meaningful. It's just, there's a couple blips of success, you know, when he beat PSG not too long ago in Paris, which was a big deal, but, but, you know, outside of that, there's a lot more disappointment and I think uh, unmatched potential or unrealized potential. And that, that frustrates me a lot. So I don't know. I, 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 I'd be surprised if he lasted the whole season if this continues. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's a young manager, so, which is kind of amazing, actually, because we've talked about him for a long time. But he's still young, 43 years old. Like, he still, you know, he still has a lot to offer. Listen, I'll just say this. There is 
proactive managers and there's yeah. reactive managers. And he's a reactive manager that doesn't even react enough. Right. And, and when you have that consensus in a team, especially in a team like Marseille, that, you know, you have Dimitri Payet, Tovan, like Benedetto, players that just, they want the ball and they want to go at you. Mm. And if you don't complement those traits, it's just going to be an issue. I mean, I'm very interested to hear what Jonathan Johnson thinks, but it's just, it's a shame because Marseille, especially like I've been to Marseille a lot. You go to that community, man, they are just like intense, intense. And you want to replicate that kind of intensity on the pitch. And that's not really happening right now. So again, Pochettino, just go there and, and sort them oh, out. Oh, that would be amazing. I'd sign up for that in a heartbeat. But that is it. Jimmy, anything else apart from uh, how you're going to spend your money? Because uh, we've touched on everything. Um, anything else? Did we get every single game? Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. We talked about them all, huh? And we've, already, and we've already done the preview. Like, guys, get we, we give it all. We give it all. You better you better listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and leave ratings and review. Because please, we're doing it all, all for you. We're doing it all for you. Jimmy, anything else? No, I uh, had a great day, obviously, from a wagering perspective. So I appreciate all the love that you guys are going to give me on the ratings and reviews and also on social media at Jimmy Conrad. But but ultimately, I just love spending time and talking the game with you, my friend. Me too, brother. Uh, I love you. I love you guys. And uh, thanks for another great evening of Champions League. And make sure you listen to our preview for Wednesday. And we got so much more, including Europa League uh, Weekend Recap. We just keep coming with the hits, man. Uh, but thank you so much, Jimmy. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Everybody, I want to thank my brother, Jimmy Conrad. Make sure that you stay tuned and listen to our pod for our Wednesday preview. We have so much more action to talk about. Please, if you listen to us on cbssports.com, make sure that you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, follow a rating and review, and ask some questions right in there, and we'll answer them, all right? Have a great evening, and we'll see you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.